You're listening to Cultivate Curiosity, a podcast that inspires the next generation to stay curious. Cultivate Curiosity is brought to you by the Emerald Coast Science Center, a nonprofit interactive science museum and STEAM educational facility in Fort Long Beach, Florida. This podcast is perfect for anyone curious about the world we live in because you never know what we'll talk about next. Hi everyone, my name's Harley and I'm an educator and the community affairs coordinator at the Emerald Coast Science Center. And my name's JC, and I'm the social media coordinator at the Science Center. And on today's episode, we have a special guest, Amanda, who works at the Choctahatchee Basin Alliance. Amanda, can you tell us who you are and what you do? Of course. Hi, my name is Amanda Bryant. I am the education program manager of the Choctahatchee Basin Alliance. I manage all of the CBA's K-12 education programs. Can you tell us maybe a little history of the CBA? Absolutely. Back in 1996, representatives from the Florida Department of Environmental Protection and the Northwest Florida Water Management District were working together to stand up grassroots watershed organizations to help promote water quality at the local level. There had been a lot of red tide events and fish kills in the years immediately preceding that time, and empowering local folks to take care of their waterways was part of the response to these catastrophes. As a result, state, federal, and local government agencies, environmental organizations, and local businesses met with concerned citizens and elected officials at Northwest Florida State College to discuss environment quality. The sharing of concerns from participants and the discussion on philosophies of ecosystem management from the FDUP and Eglin Air Force Base sparked a partnership for sustainable waterways that is now called the Choctahatchee Basin Alliance of Northwest West Florida State College, also known as CBA. You'll hear me say CBA (laughs) a lot. In those early years, the main focus was water quality monitoring, and CBA just grew from there. Can you also tell us what the mission and vision of CBA is? Our mission is to promote fishable, swimmable waters in our community through education, restoration, monitoring, and research. That's because healthy local waterways are the foundation of our economic security and identity. CBA is driven to provide a sustainable Choctahatchee Basin for future generations by inspiring water stewardship and continually growing a network of supporters to protect our precious natural resources. Cool. So what are some of the things in regards to that that CBA does? So CBA is a small organization with only six full-time employees and four part-time staff members. Despite that, we do a lot. (laughs) So I'm just going to give some of the highlights. (laughs) We divide our efforts into four program areas education, restoration, monitoring, and research, but we tend to combine monitoring and research together since it's hard to have one without the other. Our big effort in the monitoring and research area is our long-term citizen scientist-driven water quality monitoring program. Our water quality crew consists of CBA staff and volunteers who go out to a combined total of 136 stations every month to monitor the health of the Choctahatchee Bay, the coastal dune lakes, the Choctahatchee River, and many of its tributaries. Volunteers are trained to use equipment and collect water samples just like staff, and we send the water samples to our partners at the University of Florida Lake Watch Lab for analysis. 
All of our data is uploaded into the National Water Quality Portal and this statewide wind system where it can be used for anyone to guide research and support decision making. You can see more of this living data set at our interactive water quality map that can be found on our website at basinalliance.org. As far as our restoration program goes, we are most proud of our Living Shoreline Initiative and all of the on-the-ground habitat restoration that we have done in the Choctahatchee Bay. For those of you who might not know what a Living Shoreline is, it is a management option that uses living plants, recycled oyster shells, fossilized oyster shells, sand fill, or natural structures with riprap or offshore breakwaters to protect property from erosion. Living shorelines present an ecological and economical alternative viable for low erosional settings in the Choctahatchee Bay. To date, CVA has constructed over 45 living shorelines in the Choctahatchee Bay, and they range from anywhere from as short as 100 feet to all the way up to one mile of shoreline. Not only do these nature-based infrastructures protect the shoreline from erosion, but they also restore habitat for intertidal critters like oysters, juvenile fish, crabs, snails, and plants. And since living shorelines are built near the shoreline, they are often visited by wading birds and raccoons looking for a snack. We love seeing all the life after we have installed a living shoreline and watch it mature. Our education program, which I'm in charge of, is designed to create new water stewards, and the best way to do that is to capture the hearts and minds of kids. Our grasses and classes program students grow salt marsh plants at their schools while learning about Choctahatchee Bay and hands-on science lessons. At the end of the year, the students take a direct role in the restoration of the Choctahatchee Bay by planting their salt marsh plants during a field trip to one of our living shoreline sites. This program takes so much time and resources, but we definitely think it's totally worth it. At the Emerald Coast Science Center, we really enjoyed going and partnering with you guys. We partnered and did the grasses and classes with them. It was super fun, and it's interesting to hear you talk about the four areas you tried to cover because I never really thought about the education and then the restoration kind of going hand-in-hand within that class, so it's nice that that category was able to be hit as well. I wish we could go plant the grasses with them. Like in the water. Mm -hmm. I'm sure we could make something. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, all of our program areas really interconnect in a lot of ways. So we work really closely together and we love that they connect and we try to get those connections with all the people that work with us. And like I was saying, CBA does so much and these are just highlights so we could not do any of it without the help and support of our community we use volunteers and partnerships to support all of our program areas like you said most recently y'all were partnering with us to do our introduction lesson and it's a lot of hard work there's a lot of prep work involved in making soil splitting plants building nurseries and putting supplies together for teachers so we had many volunteer days that we opened up to the public but what helped the most with all that prep work was partnering with Miss Annette Rayleigh, who is a science teacher with the Seacoast Collegiate High School at the Northwest Florida State College South Walton Center. Her and her students would come after school multiple days a week and sometimes during the school day to help with all of our prep work. For implementing the lesson, it requires a team of five to six people every time we go to a school. We only have three people at CBA that are dedicated to education, so we really needed some help. Last year, we started partnering with y'all and it worked so well. We definitely wanted to partner (laughs) again. 
And once again, it worked out so great. Uh, we loved every minute of it. And this year, y'all helped us work with 16 schools, teach 1,750 children, and pot almost 3,500 plants. Oh, boy. That's a lot. <laughs> so we definitely could not have done any of that without y'all, without all of our other partners that helped make it happen. I definitely want to give a shout out to Sabina Pennington with the Choctahatchee Bay Estuary Program and Kaylee Heimer with Oklahoma. Calusa County for also helping us teach the lessons. And, you know, up until this point, I've just been emphasizing the education partners and the program because that's what I do. But all of CVA cannot be successful without all the volunteers and partnerships that we have in all of our areas. One of the reasons why I think CBA is so successful is we empower our community to be stewards along with us. If we didn't have the community believing in the need for clean waterways and working along with us, it would definitely be a struggle. I think you guys do a really good job too of thanking everybody that you work with. I think as a small organization, both you guys and us as well, it's really important to remember to thank people, even if it's super busy and there's lots of stuff going on. Like these people care about our mission as well. So it's important to just give them a little pat on the back and thank them a lot. So I think you guys do great. And also all of your work that you do for prep does not go unnoticed. All of those buckets of soil we have to unload, I'm like, they put this much soil in all of here, like literally the day before. Oh gosh, it's it doesn't go unnoticed. So oh, well, yeah. thank you. That's really great to hear. I'm glad we're thanking people enough. We definitely strive <laughs> to mm-hmm. do that. Yeah, I see you guys always post uh, Luther's, the pontoon place. Oh yeah, he's great. Uh huh. <laughs> and Kaylee from Ogalusa that came out to partner with us. Kaylee. She was great. She was super nice. Sabina's wonderful. The last CBA we did was on Halloween. Yes. And Sabina <laughs> comes out as Pippi Longstockings. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know we were supposed to dress up. Yeah. But I loved it. It's fun. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what our goal is to make our job look fun, mm-hmm. no matter how hard it is. <laughs> and we want people to love working with us because we need y'all to keep working. Yeah. yeah. I would say we probably try to do the same thing, even though there's like an immediate like oh, right after doing something. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. okay, this is fun. It was actually fun. I liked it, but I'm tired. Mm-hmm. So. so now that we know all that you guys do, can you tell us what areas you work in? Yeah, so our main focus areas are in Okaloosa and Walton County. Since we were founded to do water quality in the Choctahatchee Bay, it made sense to keep this our focus area, but we do some things away from the bay and these two counties. Our education team does programs all over both counties, but we are developing freshwater lessons that we hope to use to reach up into Holmes and Washington counties. Of course, we do a lot of restoration in the Choctahatchee Bay, but we also work in the Santa Rosa Sound, the coastal dune lakes, and the dunes within both counties. Our water quality monitoring happens all over the bay and the dune lakes, but we also go up into some of our creeks and even go up the river all the way into Geneva, Alabama. Oh, wow. So we have to remember our watershed just isn't the bay. It's all yeah, it's all the land, all the water that drains to the bay. And actually over 50% of it is in Alabama. Is it, does it go past Alabama or does it? No, it's just, just, just south there? Alabama. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we talked about how you have a lot of volunteers. How would someone get involved as a volunteer at CBA? 
So the best way to do that is go to our website, basinalliance.org. Uh, there you can get connected to us in Facebook and Instagram. You can also join our newsletter. All those things, we keep you updated about what we're doing and if we have volunteer events. But I would say the best way is to definitely email us at cba at nwfsc.edu. That's northwestfloridastatecollege.edu. <laughs> And uh, you can ask us for more information for potential volunteer opportunities. We always love having people join our team in that way. Uh, so we can get you connected to the right people with whatever you're interested in. And also, don't forget that even if you can't volunteer with us due to physical limitations or just your time, you know, doesn't work around your work schedule, you can still help. We are completely grant, donor, and contract funded. We are always in need of financial assistance, so donations are always very much appreciated as well. Always. <laughs> yes, y'all understand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so now on to favorites and fun memories. Do you have a favorite thing about your job, a favorite lesson you like to teach? So it's kind of a hard question because there is so, so much. much. Yeah. <laughs> But I guess kind of the short, long answer. My favorite part about my job is getting to share my love and passion for the local environment with our younger generation. There are so many kids in this area who have never been to the Bay or the Sound, even though they only live five minutes away. Or there are kids up in the northern part of the county who have only known the fresh water. And then, of course, there are many kids in general who hardly go outside anymore. So I love that we give all of these kids an experience that shows them how important our waterways are and that they can be part of taking care of it. I love seeing the awe and the wonder on their faces when they get to explore the water or plant smooth cord grass. I love hearing their excitement and how much they love the bay afterwards. I also love when we hear from prior students who say our program inspired them to go into marine science. And my favorite quote is by Baba Duim. In the end, we will conserve only what we love. We will love only what we understand. And we will understand only what we are taught. So this is the quote that really inspired me to go into environmental education. And CBA definitely embodies it 100%, um, which is why I've been with them for seven years. <laughs> I never want to leave. <laughs> But I would say for favorite lesson, really anything that we do going out into the field. So, of course, our field trips, when we get to work with small groups during the summer or homeschool groups, anything that we actually get to go to the bay and explore with them and, you know, do the grasses with them, planting them. I just love getting to do the exploration along with the kids because it reminds you of all the little things that are so exciting. I will say my sister Callie who works here, she did grasses in classes what? and that's something she remembers. Awesome. So yeah. <laughs> did I, she really? Yeah, I didn't, but she did. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I love it when I get a random kid in the school that did it previously, or even sometimes around town, they'll recognize me and they'll be like, Spartina Alternaflora. <laughs> like, yes, you remember. Good job. 
That's so funny. Yeah, I most of the time during our like the grasses, I was on like the salinity station if ever I did it. And if there was even a little bit of time, I would ask them the scientific name and I was like, you gotta impress Miss Amanda for the next one. And they were like, okay, okay. Third graders mostly. Fifth graders were like, I'll do it. But third graders were like, okay, I'm ready to impress. <laughs> it was so cute. And then I guess to finish things off, if there's anything you'd like to share with us about any upcoming events CBA has or new programs you guys are trying to instill really anything you want to mention lastly yeah so I know right now we are looking for some more water quality volunteers for sites in Destin and in Fort Walton Beach these sites do require having a boat to access the checkpoints and you need to be able to do this monthly but obviously you can email us to get connected with our monitoring coordinator to get more details about that and then as of right now we don't have any specific events planned but definitely join us on facebook join our newsletter email us to get on our volunteer list for future events i do know that in january and february we will start looking for volunteers to help with our grasses and classes field trips so those start at the end of march and go through may and we'll be looking to train volunteers late february and march so if you know you're interested in that go ahead and email us and we'll give you more details and get you on our list Well, thank you, Amanda, for joining us today. And thank you to everyone who is listening. We will be back in two weeks with another episode. And who knows what it'll be about. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Cultivate Curiosity. If you have any questions, feel free to email us at socialmedia at ecscience.org. Tune in for our next episode in two weeks.